are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Becca's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a different episode for you this week, and I'll get to why and how this episode came about in a minute. First off, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by the upcoming film, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Hilarious action comedy follows two best friends, played by Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, who become entangled in an international conspiracy when one of them discovers that the boyfriend who dumped her was actually a spy. Get your tickets to The Spy Who Dumped Me, also starring Justin Thoreau and Sam Hewen, in theaters on August 3rd. As for this podcast and all p- future podcasts, as always, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts if you can. It's much appreciated. It helps the podcast, helps with advertisers, and we do have a long streak going. I kind of lost count of uh, episodes that have made the top 10 in Apple Podcasts, in the TV and film category, which is great. It, it has definitely kept this thing going and kept this thing going on a roll. So thank you all to that because you are the ones who do that for me. Also, Nell Coulter's Floribama Shore recap is up every Tuesday. The show airs on Monday nights on MTV. Her recap is up every Tuesday, and it will be for the next, I think, 12 more weeks. It's up before I put my, uh, my recap up of The Bachelorette and soon to be uh, Bachelor in Paradise. So check out her recaps. They're really funny. And I've always thought Nell is an outstanding writer. Hell, she's written two books. And I've read one of them, and it's really good. So check those out. If you want to buy her books, you can look them up on Amazon. In her bio at the end of her columns is the name of her two books, I believe, I put in there. Uh, check those out. But definitely check out her Floribama Shore column. That's up every Tuesday on realitysteve.com. As for this week's guest, um, I know a lot of you probably saw last week, all of last week, I was tweeting stuff about Unreal. And Hulu came to me about a week before that and said, you know, we know you cover the show. You've worked in the past with the show in terms of, uh, you know, writing recaps and providing clips and stuff like that. And Hulu came to me and said, this is, you know, not known to the public yet. It was announced back in May that Unreal's fourth season was going to be on Hulu. It was going to be released on Hulu first. But they never gave a release date. So they came to me and said, look, we're releasing it on Monday, July 16th, and we want you to promote it. And I'm like, sure, I'm on board. Let me know. And so, uh, you know, I sent the tweets out that I did. They gave me audio clips. They gave me pictures to use. Like, obviously, that was all done in conjunction It's a great collaboration. It makes sense for their audience, my audience. We talk about Unreal a lot. I get reader emails on Unreal. I mean, it's talked about quite a bit. And, um, I mean, it mirrors the show that you're watching every Monday night on ABC. So it makes all the sense in the world for them to do that. So with that collaboration, I said I would love to get on somebody from the show. And the three people that I asked for uh, were Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, the creator of the show, and then Constance Zimmer, who plays Quinn, or Sherry Appleby, who plays um, Rachel Goldberg, and they came back to me with Sherry. I'm like, done. Would love to talk to her. Now, granted, obviously she's 
a bigger star than most of the reality people that I have on these podcasts. So you only get a certain amount of time with somebody like that. And, you know, Sherry was kind enough to give us 30 minutes today. And uh, we talked a lot about the uh, show and that character because Rachel is a very polar, very polarizing character on that show. And uh, I thought she gave a lot of good answers. So hope you enjoy this. Sherry Appleby from Unreal plays the character of Rachel Goldberg for podcast number 87. All right, let's welcome in our guest. Uh, she plays Rachel Goldberg on our favorite show, Unreal, whose fourth and final season, now available only on Hulu. It's Shiri Appleby. Shiri, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Um, so glad to finally talk to you, uh, so, or someone from the show, because myself, <laughs> my big list, and my listeners, huge fans of the show, and you know, covering the Bachelor franchise as extensively as I do ever since Unreal started airing, I told people like, look. This is something you need to watch to get a better understanding of what you're watching when you watch <laughs> Bachelor and Bachelorette. And bef- before we get to Unreal, though, I want to talk about your career for a little bit. You've been acting, you know, I go into your IMDb page. You've been acting forever, like a long time. Like, tell everyone how and where you got your start. Um, I started acting when I was three years old. My parents, you know, put me in the business. Um and I really just kind of started working right away. I worked, I've like really worked my whole life, to be honest with you. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Santa Barbara was one of your first. It was. Oh, it was I remember that. Okay. <laughs> so funny. I don't. I mean, I have like a vivid remember memory of like shooting the scene. But yeah, um, I, I kind of just grew up doing it in the same way that kids have like other after, after school activities. Yeah. And, and this is, I mean, once you got into it, I guess at a time where you could start understanding it, maybe six, seven, eight years old, was it something that you were like, this is definitely what I want to do for the rest of my career, or I'm just going to do it for fun and we'll see where it takes me? No, I was like super serious about it. I was really, really serious about it. I remember like one I think maybe I was like nine or 10 and I got offered some TV show and it shot out of town Mm -hmm. and my parents decided I wasn't going to be allowed to do it because I didn't want to pull the family apart and I was devastated Uh, i mean now as a parent i think it was like the great like the absolute right choice but at the time it was like you know very heartbreaking for me because i've really i was really into it okay and i mean you've got a lot of i mean uh, in the listeners right now know you from unreal but i mean we're Mm -hmm. talking a lot of big shows in your past roswell er chicago fire life unexpected you know you've been on a few episodes of girls which i know is a, Mm -hmm. a very popular show like this is something that when Unreal came along and when you're first approached about doing this role or read for this role for the first time, mm-hmm. was the Rachel character someone you immediately thought, okay, this is perfect for me? Or did you kind of have to warm up to her? No, right away. I had, I was like, I knew that it, it, I knew it was like the part, like I kind of get this like weird sense when I'm reading something, if like this is my part or if this isn't my part. Like when I like is, you know, it happened to me on Roswell and Life Unexpected. You're reading it and you're like, I connect to this character for whatever thing is that I'm going through my life that connects to this character and I can connect to the writing. And I had that same feeling when I read the pilot for Unreal. And I had also watched um, the short that Sarah Shapiro had made, Sequin Rays. Yeah. And so I kind of knew the world and I really kind of wanted to like strip it down the performance. So it didn't feel like acting, that it felt like incredibly natural. 
And, you know, when I went to the audition, I was really clicked in. And I remember Sarah saying like, oh, we don't really imagine the character this pretty, like she's kind of like an ugly character. And I was like, well, I feel really ugly on the inside. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, so I, it was just a part right away that I was like, this, this is my, this is my next thing. Interesting. Because, you know, you, the, the character obviously has gone through a lot in uh, the four seasons and, um, had you watched the bachelor before? Like, were you familiar with the out reality TV world in general before? Yeah, you... for sure. Okay. You yeah. Had. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched the bachelor and I had also done project Greenlight, which was that Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, like where they make a movie and shoot it for, uh, HBO. They've made a, like a reality show about the making of a movie. Yeah. And so I had had like a small personal experience in reality TV. So I was familiar with it. Okay, so maybe that's why you connect. Like you said, when you read for it and there's some things in your life or whatever that connect you to the character, what was it about Rachel's that immediately brought you to her? You know, I really like playing characters that have jobs. And I like playing characters that have like internal struggles. Like they want to be something that they're not yet. Okay. And... She also felt like this character that I could put this like a lot of vulnerability underneath a very tough exterior. Mm -hmm. And so those were things that I could just sort of connect, you know, she felt sort of like she felt broken enough that I like I felt for her in this really crazy world. And, you know, Marty's writing is very easy to perform. Let's take a break real quick. Talk to you about. The upcoming movie, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Best kind of adventures are the ones you can share with your best friend. The Spy Who Dumped Me stars Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon as two best friends who became entangled in an international conspiracy after one of them discovers that the boyfriend who dumped her is actually a spy. Hilarity ensues when they are forced out of their comfort zones and into a European hopping spy adventure wherein they can trust no one except each other and must work together to defy the odds against them. A hysterical summer movie coupled with nonstop and exciting action that is perfect to see with your best friends, family, and significant other. Get your tickets to see A Spy Who Dumped Me, also starring Justin Theroux and Sam Hewen, in theaters on August 3rd. Now let's get back to Sherry Appleby, uninterrupted, for the remainder of the podcast. You know, in talking with a lot of the people after Unreal came out, especially after that first season, and you know the people that watch The Bachelor and then watch Unreal, um, I think a lot of people connected with the Rachel character. I think that was the one yeah. I got the most re- response on. In fact, that like, kind of like you said, people really felt sorry for her and they're like, gosh, I wish she would catch a break or something would go right for her. And like yeah. you said, like that's kind of what it's turned into with, with Rachel. And you mentioned Sarah, uh, Sarah Shapiro, Gertrude Shapiro, the creator of the show, former producer on the bachelor. So it's not a far mm-hmm. stretch to assume that, you know, a lot of Sarah's experience from working on, reality TV dating show uh, shaped some of the things we saw on Unreal. And, uh, you know, once you kind of learned more about the reality TV world doing the show, were you kind of in awe of it and how much is actually done behind the scenes on a show like this? Or did none of it really surprise you having acted your whole life? I think the part that's like the most fascinating to me is like how many young women have come over to me saying that they were producers on reality TV and that my experience, like the character's experience on the show, mirrored their own personal experience. Wow, interesting. Like that's the part that I'm like, wow, that many people have had this much like challenge. Do you know what I mean? That they feel like their morals are being tested 
affected because of their job in such a large way. Like, I think, you know, like producing on television, I understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like the producers feeling conflicted about it and feeling that they escaped, like that was really like shocking to me. Have any, I, I don't know if you would have met or seen any of the contestants from the actual Bachelor Bachelorette franchise, have any of them ever met you out or met you at an event and said, oh my God, you know, your show is exactly the yeah. way that it was for us. Yeah. Many of them. Okay. So they have, they have, yeah. they have said that to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, I, granted it probably a little bit of an exaggerated version, but the basics of especially Rachel Goldberg's role on the show, what she does and how to get a reaction out of a contestant who's not giving you anything. Um, yeah, that's kind of the way it's done. Uh, yeah, I think that is really the way it's being made. Yeah, and you yeah. know, Rachel might take certain liberties with, with things, but I don't think it's basically that far-fetched. And, um, you know, knowing what you know now and you get older, you, you, are, a, you are a mother of two, and mm-hmm. knowing what you know now about reality TV and reality TV dating world, if this show happens to still be around when your kids are old enough, would you ever allow them to go on a reality dating show? Oh my God, no way. <laughs> okay. I like, you were going to say, would you ever let them watch the show? Oh, would you ever no. let them be an actor? No way. There's no need to be on a reality show unless you're looking just to get famous and like that's your way in. Which is what all of them are doing now. Yeah, I mean, yeah like if that's what you want, but... I don't know. It doesn't seem like that much to me. I don't connect to it. Yeah. Do you have, you said you watched the bachelor bachelorette. Do you remember a favorite scene or a favorite season of yours? Like one that you were like, Oh wow, that was a good one. The last season I watched was when Bob Guinea was the bachelor. (laughs) Yeah. That was years ago. And I really liked Kate. I really liked Jen from Andrew Firestone season. Yes. But like that's when I watched the show when I was single myself and I was like kind of fascinated by like what is falling in love look like. Yeah, exactly. And now that you're married with kids, you're like, okay, this show does nothing for me. You're like falling in love doesn't look anything like it. That's funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, we hear a lot of actors – you know, say when they're shooting a new show, they just hope to get picked up. We hope people like it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got to temper your expectations a bit because in the market now with so many shows and some people having so many options, you just you just never know how an audience is going to react to something that you've done. And once this first season was released and Unreal got the critical acclaim that it did, like how was that for you personally and as a cast? Did you see something when you were filming or to feel something when you were filming? Like this is going to be a hit. Like no. I hope people... Okay, no, huh? I mean, we were shooting this thing in Vancouver. It was on Lifetime. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, not only were we shooting in Vancouver, like, there was zero communication with writers or producers. Like, we were being sent scripts, and we were just making them. Oh. You know, there wasn't a lot of, like, there, you know, it wasn't like my experience on Girls was this very much, like, everyone was in it together, and there was a lot of collaboration, a lot of talking and working scenes. And this show was just like, here it is, shoot it, make it, and we did it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, off the wall. The great thing was it was, like, a great cast, a great group of people. We would all get the scripts, and they, like, some of the actors would come on set being like, oh, my God, you don't understand what's happening in the next episode. And, like, there was a lot of that kind of talk. Yeah. But the idea that, like, anybody was going to see this show... That was like, you just weren't really, 
expecting it. Yeah. And so I think when the show finally came out and it was getting the attention that it got, it was definitely surprising. It was a great ride. We were all like having a really, really good time. Um, and I think we were grateful. I think the thing that really, you know, there was a few things that hurt the show, but I think one of the main things that hurt the show was like then being off the air for a year and a half. Yeah. That was really hard. I don't, I don't think the show ever really recovered. Well, when you fit, when you finished filming season one, how long was it from end of filming to when that first episode aired on Lifetime? Uh, I think like nine months or something. Nine months. Like there was a long wait. Okay. Like there was enough of a wait from when we finished filming to when we started filming again that I got pregnant, had a baby. Yeah, I was gonna. We were. I was gonna get to that later <laughs> about being pregnant during season two, right? I wasn't pregnant. I had. I literally in our hiatus, I had gotten pregnant, oh. had a pregnancy, had a baby, <laughs> and then went back to work. And none of that was time to me having a baby. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I didn't. Okay, I didn't realize you actually had, like you said, you went through went through full term during the yeah. hiatus. It was the hiatus between season one and season two, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was like because I was like because when I was watching season two, I'm like, wait a second, I thought Rachel, I thought Cherry Rachel was was pregnant during this season, but they're doing a lot of full body shots, and it doesn't look like she is. And so, okay, no. I didn't realize it was you had delivered. Before yeah, I even two started, I was breastfeeding during the second season. <laughs> okay, uh, you you mentioned season two. Um, mm-hmm. It came around. It took some. It took some heat critically. Uh, it was. It certainly wasn't panned. But I and I'm I'm wondering. And I don't know if it's because season one was such a hit, and it's like no matter what you did after that, people were basically going to compare everything you did in season two to season one, and how could it possibly live up to the original. Um, and I'm sure you've heard some things that have been said about season two. Did it affect you at all? What was your take on the whole well, thing? Like it was too political was or whatever. The problem was that, you know, Marty wasn't on the show anymore and like she has a hot pen, you know, her yeah. writing is really outstanding. So I think the show took a hit because she was gone and we were missing her writing. Yeah. I think that the show forgot what it was about. Like it's a show that's really focused on feminism and then it became a show that was focused on race. And, like, I don't really know that that was the show's story to be telling. Yeah. No. And so, and, you know, so I think that's, you know, I commend the show for, I commend the writers for taking that swing because I think we were holding up a mirror to the Bachelor franchise. And since then, like, they've had changes and they've had African-American um you know, sutresses, bachelorettes. So like, that's great. But I just think that the show forgot what it was about. Okay. But the thing was when watching season two, like I, I was reading the stuff people were saying, I was like, gosh, they're being harsh. They're being harsh. And it's not as bad as they're making it out to be. Like, I get it. I mean, we were in it. It was, it was almost like they were sick of the fact that they, that unreal was tackling a topical thing that was happening in the world. And yeah. And they were, bothered by it for whatever reason um but you know season three rolls around and well i actually want to get back to rachel real quick for a second yeah has it was there ever a storyline in any of the seasons either with rachel or just in general where you were like eh, i might be pushing it there or that you maybe weren't thrilled with uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, the, like her admitting that she was raped, it felt a little odd to me. And then in season four, setting up a rape, it was just really challenging to me. Yeah. No, I I, I got to imagine. 
Uh, but on the flip side, what yeah. was your favorite storyline or interaction you had in the four seasons that I guess stood out most to you? I think that, you know, the relationship with Freddie in the first season, I thought captured the essence of what the show should have been about. Yeah. And it felt really fresh and really exciting. And, you know, the Queen and Rachel storyline, it was is completely compelling. And I think it, it, te- it lasts four seasons of being compelling. And that's really hard to do. Yeah. And I think they were tackling a lot of issues with just two characters, you know, mentorship, what happens when what women feel like when they're aging, um, what happens when, you know, you find success in your mentor's life is you know, falling apart, the competition that women have between each other. Like there were so many different things that the writers were able to put into these two women and their relationship that I think that, you know, that's not easy to do and it's not easy to find. Not at all. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Rachel and Quinn, I mean, have taken on, it's a very powerful relationship. Like fans and such look to you two as the leader of like a woman's power movement in the TV world. People really look up to you guys. I remember the money dick power thing, you know, started showing up on t-shirts. I remember seeing that and girls were all about that stuff. I was like, wow, like this has really become a thing Mm -hmm. now. And when you see stuff Mm -hmm. like that and you see the impact that Quinn and Rachel's characters are having on people, that's got to make you feel good, right? Yeah, it felt great. It felt great. And I felt like we were really like at the forefront of like sort of like a women, the women's movement, like really starting to like gain a lot of traction again. And, you know, this was like four years ago, five years ago now. Yeah, for sure. And what's been the best like in-person experience you had with a fan or maybe a speaking engagement Mm -hmm. where someone came up to you and told you how the Rachel character you know, really inspired them. Maybe I'm, you've had to have had one of those. Yeah, we we did a TED we did a TED talk yeah. in San Francisco, and it was just fascinating because Lifetime had done all this research about how women feel, and just being a part of the conversation about how women feel like their morals and the things that they believe are constantly in conflict with what the world and other people are telling them that they need to be, you know, what they need to be and how many, how many women in the audience connected to that, that really, I mean, one, it was like shocking, but it was like inspiring that we were sort of uncovering this like secret world and these secret truths about women that weren't at the forefront of conversation before. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it's been, it's been amazing the response to these two characters and Mm -hmm. you just don't see two women, strong women characters like this that have literally dominated the show for four seasons. I mean, you got all these other storylines going on, but this show ultimately comes down to Rachel and Quinn. I mean, that's who people talk about. And, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, Rachel's been through a lot on this show. Uh, Yeah. Hookups with contestants, the, the on and off with, with Jeremy, you know, confronting her rapist from the past. I mean, to name a few, this is a, a lot of stuff, and some of it is really dark. H- how did you, I don't know, prepare to handle such emotional storylines? Like, in the you know, you hear from actors who say they spoke with rape victims to know how they should act in certain situations. Mm. Did you do something like that? Well, I work with an acting coach on every episode, okay. so I can really, like, bring things to life and give every little beat some kind of meaning. And so when you're playing a character that, this heavy unless I'm doing that work it can be really personally draining because you're just pulling on your own emotions and that's not really a safe place to be working from so I really try to like build out all of the story that I possibly can 
Um, so I can put myself in her shoes so that the second they say cut and the day is done, I can let go of it. Because like you were saying, it's an, it was an incredibly um, emotionally challenging and demanding role. Yeah. And this character is going through, she went through a lot of horrible things and she's also creating a lot of horrible situations. Mm-hmm. And um, unless you set yourself up to be in control of how that performance is going, it can kind of take you down. No, that's totally understandable, and I, I mean, I commend you for the role that you played because it's. I, I, when I watched some of them, and uh, you know, obviously, I watched the whole seasons, mm-hmm. but there were some times where I was like, "Gosh, that is some serious, serious." I know it's acting, and I, I get it; this isn't real life, but it's still not easy to do, and I don't think mm-hmm. everybody can pull it off. So, congratulations on that! You did a great job. It's such a great character. We've all, I mean especially in the reality TV world and the people that I talk to that say, Oh my gosh, like what they do on that show and how they portray what goes on behind the scenes is so accurate. Like it's just, you're in this world, you know? Um, Thank you. uh, And you've, the other thing that's come up with you recently, and I think it was season three and I can't, I don't know if you did any in season four, you've had the opportunity to direct a few episodes. Yeah. So so I started directing in season two In season two. Okay. So when I had gotten off life unexpected, um, I was just kind of ready for more. And like when I mean more, it's like I just was like I've I've been sitting on the set paying attention since I was a kid. And I have all all this useful information in my head that you can't really do anything with. And so, you know, like in between shows, like you can't really like magically force the next character to like appear. It's kind of a waiting game. And so I like to be active and like pursuing something. So I started shadowing on a lot of television shows. So it's, and every time I would shadow, I would end up um, getting a role on the show. So I would like, I shadowed on Franklin and Pash. I got a role. I shadowed on girls. I ended up getting that fantastic part. And so by the time I had shot the pilot for Unreal, I had shadowed on five shows and I took it really seriously And in between the first and second season of Unreal, I started shadowing the executives at A&E Studios and Lifetime. And I shadowed Nancy Dubuque, who was running um, A&E Corporation at the time. And so they all could tell that I was really serious. They gave me an episode in the second season and went really well. Um, I got an episode in the third season. And then in the fourth season, I directed two episodes, including the series finale. Oh, nice. It was really like a great, it was a great way to like put all of this information and education that I had learned to use and in an environment that I knew because I had really helped to like create and set the tone of the show having been the lead actor. Um, And so now it's kind of just a matter of going out into the community and showing them that I'm not just an actress who's capable of directing on her show, but capable of directing on any show. So going forward, I mean, obviously you're going to stay an actress, but yes. <laughs> it, it looks like you, but you do would like, you would like to dabble in a little more directing, I take it? Yeah, absolutely. I love directing. I mean, I love being creative. I love thinking about it. I love like putting to use like all the years of acting that I've acquired, like teaching, like working with the younger actors on our show and teaching them about camera and teaching them about lighting and helping them figure out how to like build an arc within an episode and build an arc without a seat within a season. Like that's really inspiring to me. That feels really good. And it feels like all of the time I've spent on set 
um, has had a purpose and like, I'm, I'm pushing it forward. So that, that's really exciting to me. Yeah, that's great. Because I, th- I think a lot of people, especially when we watch TV, we like to just get lost in it and we don't understand how much goes into it and behind the scenes of what it actually takes to produce, you know, you talk about a season, let alone an episode, let alone one scene, how long it <laughs> yeah. could take. Like I've, you, you bring this up and I'm totally going off a tangent here. I just, one of my favorite shows of all time was the television show 24. I don't know uh, if you ever uh, watched it. If you sure. were a fan. Okay. Um, I loved watching when I used to get the DVDs afterwards, I loved watching the extras to see how stuff happened and came about. There was a scene in season three of 24. And like I said, I hate to go off on a tangent here, but it kind of goes with what you're saying. There was a scene in season three of 24 where they had uh, fighter jets that had to fly in over a a scene and drop and blow up a helicopter. And literally it was a, to, to see that scene play out on screen, I think it was maybe 10 seconds and it would literally took them six months to plan the whole thing mm-hmm. in advance because they had to go to the, I believe the Navy, they had to get all these permits to get it done. And then to have it, you know, the flyover happen at the exact time where it needed to be shot. I was like, I was in awe of how crazy something like that was. Now, obviously I don't think anything six months in advance, like happened on, on your show, mm-hmm. but same exact idea that there's so much more that goes into a scene of 10 seconds that mm-hmm. had to be done that um, really you just don't think about as you're watching it as a viewer, just like, wow, great scene. Or I love that. <laughs> yeah. Love that episode. But so much work goes into it. And like you said, you just, you, you really get into that having been in the business since you were so young. I mean, yeah. yeah. it's When I'm watching TV now, I mean, I, I, most of the time I'm sitting there counting shots. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's you what I'm saying. What I mean? like, like, you don't watch it as I a regular watch, viewer. Like, no, yeah, no, and I know I I try to because I want because this is like the golden age of like I mean like such a great time on television, but I can't have to sit there and I'm like technically watching things, counting shots, like yeah. the use of drones now is really interesting to me, hmm. and like technically watching performances. So like I I totally get it. Yeah, no, I mean that's I I was going to ask that about how you watch shows as a someone who's in the business do you just watch it for fun or it's almost impossible i guess i would think i I, I wish i could just turn on the tv and watch tv for eight hours (laughs) i watch for like just a little bit and i'm literally counting shots watching how they made it so you know i'm really it's interesting now there's so much tv and i feel like a lot of people are like messing with different tones and messing with genres and they're messing with the formats so i think it's actually really inspiring right now like tv can be as creative as you can create it so that's exciting to me but i'm not really i'm not one of those people that's good about just checking out and like letting the show consume me i'm like watching friends from the beginning right now (laughs) well the thing is like for someone who's you know getting into the directing thing and like you said you like to expand your knowledge i Every time you watch something, you can probably pick up something and learn something new. So yeah, yeah, it's just you're just a sponge of information, and just making mental notes of stuff that you could possibly use in in future projects. I would I would assume. Yeah, that's basically it. So now that uh, now that we're done with Unreal, uh, we're yeah. we're four seasons. We're done. Um, what's on the horizon for you? Um, do um, you have anything that you can tease or? I mean, I've had a deal at the at A and E Studios, and we've sold a few shows. So I'm like still working on trying to see if we're going to get anything to be produced. So that's been like great education. And as an actor, 
just I literally just found out yesterday that this is for sure the final season. Mm-hmm. So today I kind of woke up and I told my daughter who's in kindergarten, she gave me the biggest hug because the show had been shooting in Vancouver, which had been really challenging on the family. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm excited about seeing like who I'm going to be creative with next, who the next character is going to be, and hopefully finding something that can shoot in L.A. so I can stay home. Yeah, no, I totally understandable. But uh, I mean, it, yeah. it was a, it was for sure a, a great run. Um, I end all my interviews with a with a final ten. But since we're a little bit short on time, we'll go to the final five. I just have five okay, questions for sure, you. Some are, sure, whatever you want. Some are personal. Some are show the Unreal related. But uh, all okay. right. So question number one, if you had to pick one, do you have a favorite season of the four? Oh, season one. Season one. Be, just because of what? The storytelling I thought was just excellent and it was so new and so fresh and it's just always exciting to create something out of nothing. Okay, question number two. What are some of your top, what are your top, let's go top three shows of all time? Oh, to watch? Yeah. Um, I Love Lucy. Okay. 90210. Oh, gosh. We, oh, we can do a whole podcast on 90210. My favorite okay, show. I, I'm going to oh. go forward. The Wonder Years and okay. Felicity. Very good. Um, watched all those except, for, well, I mean, I saw all of, uh, I Love Lucy reruns, but- 90210. Okay, sub question off the 90210. Uh, yeah. The fact that you like that. Do you are are you a more of a fan of high school 90210 when they went to college or post college? No, the high school years. High school years. Okay. All right. I was I was like a young actor and I was like in middle school and I was watching that show and I was working a lot. Yeah. And 90210 came on and I just distinctly remember being like I don't want to spend those four years on set. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get my high school experience. Yeah. No, I, understandable. I was more of a college years guy mm. with that show. I, I, I don't know why. I just, it could be because their college years, like the years that they were a freshman in college, coincided with mine. Like I went, uh. so I went through college with them. Apparently that's the way, that's the way I look Got at it. it. So that's why it was easier for me. Uh, question number three. How uncomfortable are the sex scenes that you had to do on Unreal? Oh, on Unreal? Yeah. Like they're not great. <laughs> is it I mean, I've heard I've read stuff in the past about other actors and other shows where they literally would say, I I need to get drunk to do this. It, did I mean, you have to sure, go to that sometimes, route? I mean, sometimes it just makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. I mean, it depends on like the show. Like it's so interesting. Like girls were my most provocative things I've ever done. And it was the best creative time I've ever had doing something like that. You know, it kind of just depends like how creative and how, how much you're like, you know, like, I don't know, but the ones on unreal were kind of just, I just wanted to get through them. Yeah. I was going to say, I I, I (laughs) totally get that. Uh, All right. Question number four. Um, Based on the shows that you gave me, I might know the answer to this, but did you have a favorite TV character growing up that you idolized or maybe tried to pattern yourself after? Winnie Cooper. Ah, okay. Yeah, I I thought you were... I was going to say possibly Lucille Ball. I was going to say Lucy, uh, or, but yeah. then Winnie Cooper. Yeah, that makes sense. Winnie Cooper. Yeah. Uh, all right, question number five, final one. Okay. If Shiri could give life advice to Rachel Goldberg, what would it be? Get out of reality TV. <laughs> Just don't do it anymore. 
Yeah, just get out of it. <laughs> Dye your hair brown. Yeah. Go back to being a brunette. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Cheery, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I, I've been wanting, since the show came on the air, I've been wanting to to get somebody from the show on, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you did it. Thank you for sharing everything. Thank you for a great four seasons of Rachel Goldberg. It's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. Uh, we're all watching. And, uh, you know, good luck in the future with everything. Thank you so much. I hope to talk to you soon. Perfect. Thank you very much, Sherry. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much to Sherry for that. Um, this podcast was brought to you by The Spy Who Dumped Me. Catch Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon as best friends turned international spies who raced through several European capitals, all while being hunted by a host of top-secret operatives that either want to help them, get rid of them, or both. Don't forget to get your tickets to see this summer's hottest action comedy in theaters on August 3rd. Again, thank you to Sherry for that. As I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, this was a great collaboration with Unreal. It made all the sense in the world for their show and my audience. Uh, We did it in the past. They came to me about a week before and said, hey, we're releasing the whole season on Hulu, Monday, July 16th. We want to tease it leading into it. We'll give you clips. We'll give you pictures. We'll give you audio and video clips. And you saw me tweet that out in the last week, so or all of last week. So I appreciate uh, those who, who joined. It's funny. I, some of the reaction from the people that I saw on Twitter was like, why don't you hashtag this ad, hashtag sponsor, which is funny because, you know, a lot of people complain that the Bachelor people or whatever they do too many with hashtag ad, hashtag sponsor, and then... I don't do it until the last one because that's not I wasn't required to mention it was hashtag ad hashtag sponsored until my very last tweet on Monday the 16th. So, um, yeah, I don't see why that's such a big deal to people, why why it matters if it's sponsored or not. Um, I was able to give you clips, audio and video of uh, leading into the show, which was released on Monday. I hope you've gotten to binge watch it because uh, season four is great. And unfortunately, this is the final Fourth and final season. You can only see it on Hulu. Um, And it's only available right now on Hulu. So check that out if you haven't. If you're a fan of Unreal, you'll definitely like uh, season four. It's basically in a bachelor pad style format. First two seasons, we had a male suitor. Third season, we had a female sutress. Sutress? Yeah. And then this season is basically couples, uh, famous contestants, quote unquote, from past seasons of Everlasting that come back to compete in the house uh, for money. So check that out. Uh, and that's why you saw all the tweets last week. Um, so I appreciate Hulu partnering with me uh, to do that. Also, thank you for rating, subscribing, and reviewing. Keep doing it on Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated for the show. Check out Nell Coulter's Florida Bama Shore recap every Tuesday morning. It goes up before my Bachelorette and soon-to-be Bachelor in Paradise recaps go up. Nell's a very funny writer. You'll really dig those uh, recaps that she does. So... Thank you to Hulu. Thank you to Sherry Appleby for coming on. Uh, Very fun to talk to a real actress. Uh, And, you know, just getting her insight on the craft of what she does and the character of Rachel Goldberg that she played for the four seasons that Unreal was on the air. So I really appreciate Sherry giving me a half hour uh, to do that. Again, thank you very much to everybody. I really appreciate it. I hope you tuned in to He Said, She Said, Episode 2, which was released this past Tuesday. Great episode. Um, If you want to be part of a future episode, contact me, email me, steve at realitysteve.com. Let me know your situation. 
You just have to have Skype, what time zone you're in, and letting me know uh, what the best available time for you to record is, because me and Ashley are pretty free to record whenever you can. So if you want to be on a future episode of that, just hit me up. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. See you.